What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here. And that's you. With another YouTube live stream. Everybody, Sorry about that. I was checking the audio. Shout out to the Coach Game for being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to, where are we at? Wednesday night's Facts Over Feelings, where we kick the facts and we don't care about your feelings. The reason why we showed up with all of those clips this morning is because, or this afternoon, is because we're really trying to set up what it is that they want men to do. All right. Uh, they are really demonizing a lot of men. I don't, I'm not defending any men here, but demonizing the way men obtain sex. All right. This is one of the biggest and number one ways they can control men. And so even men do it. We, we salami police each other pause and we allow society to salami police you to the point where even if you obtain sex in an agreeable way, they will somehow turn it against you and demonize you. In this today's main event story, we're going to talk about the continual Deshaun Watson scandal of which now they're trying to throw dirt on his name after being pretty much cleared by a grand jury to not proceed with their civil case. And he's been cleared of any wrongdoing. Now you have more women piling on. In saying that he now is doing some very, very dastardly things in which these are all alleged. He hasn't been, and these are not criminal proceedings. This is a red flag there. These are all civil proceedings. And now you have new women who have been out before with their story, but now they're piling on and continuing to file civil cases. And they're alleging things that some of them sound absolutely outrageous and hard to believe. Pause. Okay. He literally, but no, he was acquitted. He was cleared. He was absolutely cleared of any wrongdoing in this one and actually did a video uh, when this case first came out. This is going to be a follow-up, but of course, we're going to have a little fun uh, before we even get to that. Before we do, to let your voice be heard, dollar sign, CGA Live, right there at the bottom of your screen on the right. That is the Cash app, all right? The Cash app, you can contribute there or on PayPal. You can let your voice be heard at paypal.me backslash coach greg adam and i will put that down in the uh live chat because a lot of people they want to go quickie link all right y'all want to go quickie link and get the paypal done right there and go directly to the source all right i'm very energetic today i had to regulate on somebody about my messing with my money i got money and i had to go in to their place of business and uh let it be known i wasn't happy with them i'm not happy trying to hijack me for my money and i went in there and uh you know i had to give them a little bit of cga live right there and then they had to give me my money back all right <laughs> i got money all right uh they had one of the you know we had the classic i'll tell you what happened uh we'll have super chat back in about maybe a month or two what i'm doing is going through the process of trying to get a uh one of the channels one of the newer channels that's an option for you to go over in Super Chat. So it will be back maybe in a month or so. But what I had to do was kick in the dough, wave in the fofo on them. I, but I didn't do that. I went in there, respectful, and I said, you guys knew you were violating right now. I already warned you about this. I gave my notice. Y'all need to not have charged my credit card early this morning. And they had a little young lady there who uh, serves as the as the means to extort other people out of their money. And play the, oh, you know, based on your contractual obligation, she tried to hit me with that. And, of course, I had my sunglasses on, and I took my sunglasses off. And I said, I know this is Newport Beach, but uh, you ain't about to see no Newport Beach negotiation right now. All right, so 
you better make sure you reverse that charge. <laughs> and uh, and I said, I got time today. I will sit up in here until that charge is reversed. <laughs> and of course, then, you know, she got flustered. You can see her, her red under her eyes, obviously a white woman. She got a little bit flustered. The simp enforced her. The simp enforcer had to come in. And uh, I had to tell you, listen, I know you're serving as the enforcer. Uh, so they went to the back and a couple of employees was cheering me on. They could because they see people come in here all the time making the same complaint. Obviously, then I looked up the business on Yelp. And sure enough, that same complaint was being made by several people. And I said, but I ain't going to be the one. Yeah, I don't know what y'all used to dealing with, but you messed with the wrong one this morning. And uh, they they went. He the simp enforcer called her to the back. Hey, perhaps you'll go to the back and we can de-escalate that. She probably was in the back in tears. All right. Because he had to come out and bring bring her some water. She probably was like, <laughs> was like, who is this Negro? This ninja ain't playing. He ain't like the rest of the people in here complaining. Uh, he ain't like the rest of the Orange County people in here. She was shook. All right. And um, and uh, I said, well, yo, I ain't leaving up in here until y'all reverse this charge. Of course, you know, <laughs> they had to call the popo on your coach. <laughs> yeah, they had to, they saw the poor. She was like, they, they ain't worried about it. You know, the police had to come and all that. And I was like, they stole my money. I got money. <laughs> and they was like, all right, you know. I told them, I was like, I'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> I'll be back tomorrow. Oh, they'll see me tomorrow. Guess what? They got me my money back. They ran me my money. All right. They ran me my money back. All right. Sure enough, that charge came back. And uh, the dude, the simple enforcer came back. He came back out and he was like, look, man, you know, I, he was trying to say, oh, I'm part of the management team. I was like, look, man, I was like, you're, you're the enforcer. You're sent out here to protect her. She took this job. All right. Tell her to come back here and deal with the situation. Don't have her run back there. She ran back there in the back. Skedaddle. <laughs> and she ran back in the back. And I was like, nah, she got this job. Tell her to come on out here. All right. And I said, look, this is what you're going to do. You're going to go over there back to your little table. All right. And I'm going to wait here and I'm going to wait for her to come back. And when she come back, I'm going to give her that work. He was like this. He was like, he was like, oh, my Lord. And he walked away. He had to be like, this dude is not playing. All right. So anyway, man, look, uh, I was energetic. They ran me my money back. I pulled up and I told them because I sent them a text message. You know, they didn't respond to me. I was like, oh, OK, y'all going to play me. No, you ain't going to play me about my money. <laughs> Run me my money. <laughs> they came back. Yeah, I told them all the stuff. I said, you out here. I almost called them a simp enforcer, but I didn't want to disrespect. I was like, I know you're playing the role of the enforcer. I was like, this is not your job. Your job is to be over at that table. I said, you need to go over back to that table and let this young lady handle this business. And when she come back here, I'm going to give her that work. <laughs> he was like, oh, my God. They was like, oh, man, they was like this. They was like, man. It's too early for all this. <laughs> and so they ran me my money at the end of the day. And I was like, that's what I'm talking about. Y'all not going to play me for a boo-boo the fool. Oh, your contract actually requires 30 days notice. I was like, oh, really? Okay. Well, y'all <laughs> y'all going to see 30-day notice. All right? This is your 30-day notice right now. Run me my money. All right? Give me my money back. And then I jumped back into 9-11. <laughs> they probably was like this dude tripping. <laughs> they was like this dude. Where did he come from? 
Anyway, I thought that was fun. That was a fun thing. Anyway, what is this Scottish took out the French? Okay, hold on. We're going to have to block homeboy for a second. Relax with that. So um, I don't even know what that is. So anyway, anyway, we're having fun today. <laughs> we're, we're, we're having fun. It's a troll. Okay. So anyway. No, we we took care of him. We took care of him. No need to go over there and bombard his Yelp. But I thought that that probably be a good idea. And I was like, oh, y'all want something? I got hundreds of thousands of people that follow me. All right. We will go over here and run your we will run your business into the ground. Anyway, uh, oh, uh, shout out to the earlier contributors to today's show, man. Let's go ahead and acknowledge them. Uh, that was a good story time. Uh, yeah, man, I don't let people play, man. Don't play me. They don't try to play me. Cause I gave them notice and then I reminded them and then they still went behind my back. And I was like, Oh, y'all still going to run my car. Okay. I'm going to show up on y'all. Shout out to Harold L says, skip Bayless called Deshaun Watson, a serial massage seeker. I'm like, ish, almost everyone in the coach gang is guilty. The dark side, please. Again, I'm trying to figure out some of these stories, especially some of the stories in the bill Cosby case. Some of them sound weird. You're like, what? Like, like when when the people are describing what's going on, you're like, well, wait a minute, like oh, uh, you didn't run, you didn't leave, but but again, I actually told you that a lot of times when women experience some of these traumas, they get paralyzed or they might laugh uncomfortably, and we assume that that's consent, and this is the struggle with a lot of young people. They don't know how to how to achieve this mysterious consent. It's almost impossible. By the way, consent has never been a part of. Uh, a sexual agreement, right? There's always been a coyness and a silent agreement, uh, a use of body language with sexuality. And uh, it's a dangerous part now with this consent thing where the woman says, well, I didn't vocalize consent. Well, just think back, you know, before before 2012, whenever did somebody ever say, I consent? I mean, nobody ever uses that. And it's one of those things that pigeonholes you or traps you in, in, a, in an allegation. Uh, so now you have to figure out ways to get her to agree about what she's doing prior to the event. However, they now are coming up or now they actually in the last five years say she can remove, remove consent. She can remove consent during the act. She can remove consent after the act. All right. If she experiences regret or if you disrespect her in any way, she can remove consent. So this is the problem we, we have with these um, modern day modern day philosophies where things get complicated he said she said now when they throw consent out there it's almost where a point where you can't win because then you say well she did consent and now you have to prove that she did consent. you have to prove she did something that is almost unprovable because if she says i did it this is the problem uh it's a weird weird dynamic that we're living in and like i said not never really in the history of the world prior to 2012 has anybody had this issue about consent right nobody what woman has ever said i consent for you to agree all right now there was a no means no and some men uh had problems even trying to figure that out and there was a way to wriggle out of that argument if you were a male because a woman could say no and then if you stop the process then she says well why did you stop you should have came on well you know no means yes sometimes and then there's a well no means no well no means yes it doesn't mean no it means to keep keep coming on and, and, and keep trying so I can, oh, you bad boy. And then, so she doesn't, essentially what she's saying is she doesn't want it to be made to look easy. 
Because if you start with a woman and immediately start unbuttoning her shirt and she says, take it off, which a lot of young women are doing right now, uh, she's going to look easy. And so she has to say, no, don't say, don't say no, just say yes. There was a time, oh, no, oh, no, 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 okay, right? But now then no means no, and you were like, what? <laughs> really crazy uh, what they will call coochie games, all right? Coochie games are what a lot of women play. And now they've taken the fun out of the whole transaction. So what I do is I do a Uncle Earl and say, forget all that. Hey, ain't no fun unless CGA can have some and you can have some Jasmine Rice. Here comes the bankroll. Here comes. This would make it all happen right there. That's what make it happen. This would make it happen. If a man want to know how to meet a nice woman, how you meet her? With this. First damn word come out your mouth, I got money. <laughs> but those not respectable women. I don't want no respect. I want some ass. <laughs> damn the respect. I want you to break down like a 12-gauge double bear shotgun and show me what you're working with. But don't you want commitment? What? Go who? You don't want to be committed. <laughs> I'm committed to getting her to that bedroom and giving her what she needs. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of people have tried to take that shortcut, but now there's even problems with that. So that's what Deshaun Watson tried to do. He was like, I'm going to just, I got money. And now he got caught up. Caught up. Got me feeling it. And somebody said, uh, somebody said here, if you come to my house at after 12 a.m., then we're supposed to get busy. That's consent by itself. And now you get, you get that too. Well, I just thought we were coming over to talk and play dominoes and eat Oreo cookies. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, Jesus Christ. Weird time. Shout out to Mr. Rivas in the building. He says, weekly contribution coach. I'm 28 and women on SA seeking wonder why I'm there. Well, I got money. <laughs> um, It's changing. The dynamics are changing. I know a lot of younger people are going, you know, I, well, I mean, I've actually had a couple of women say that, too. Uh, about me because they're used to like 60 50 year old guys over there but you ask some of these old wildebeest why they over there and they be over there <laughs> all right so uh it's changing but again that site is going to be in another year destroyed um by the tinder and plenty of fish women going over there speaking of plenty of fish i got a woman that basically we'll talk about that later shout out to uh maurice jacqueline shout out to maurice jacqueline all right it's been a long time brother it's been a long time. You shouldn't have left us over here, the coach gang. But I know it's been weird with the way people donate and contribute now. Super chats are gone for now. And so um, um, and I know a lot of people that normally contribute having a hard time, but we'll we'll fix all of that. Uh, let's see a couple more cash apps. Uh, shout out to Quentin M from earlier today. He said, uh, F them kids, uh, son chose the struggle life. I heard you. Albert Ingram says, who hurt you? Keep speaking the truth. Much love. Thank you, man. Rashid says, uh, for uh, behind the scenes of a trans woman, I don't know if I want to do all that, but uh, maybe we'll come back to that. Simon Small, shout out to the Nasty Boys. Hope you guys had a great slow Tuesday yesterday. Um, I, had, I had a flake Tuesday yesterday, but it's all good. Charlie Moore, there's always a fee for XXs you think is free. There's always a fee. You can pay various ways. It doesn't always have to be a money exchange, all right? But you're always going to pay. Loud Pocket said, go Steelers in the building. And Baker Mayfield is, I'm not happy. 
they get they left Baker Mayfield out there, and uh, now I mean I, I'm pretty sure he's going to be the quarterback going into the future. A lot of teams got stuck with quarterbacks this year. 49ers got stuck with Garoppolo. Um, the Browns got stuck with they're going to get stuck with Baker Mayfield, and um, there's a other bunch of other quarterbacks that that uh, teams got stuck with that they thought where they were going to pass on, but um, or they were going to just get rid of, and it's not going to be the case. So let's get to the show. And um, we played this clip earlier. Wait a minute. Hold on for a second. We played this clip earlier. Somebody sent it to me, but we'll play it for the evening group. Uh, check what out what happened here. Uh, this might be what I look like when I what I do when I'm at a party, ladies. Um, if you kick your feet up and, and you got your shoes off and you ain't got no sho- socks on or no shoes, uh, I'm going to do like this guy did. Aaron. I love how she laughed. Darren, Darren, she loved that. She already been selling feet pictures. She know what them feet doing up there. So um, listen, ladies, if you put them feet up at me, all right, I'm going to go get a sneaky snap. I'm taking a picture in broad day just like that. Let's go ahead and rewind it again. Yo, Darren. My man had the flash on, man. He had the flash on. And look at his face. Look how he looking. <laughs> oh, Darren, you a G for that. Let's give you a round of applause, Darren. Hey, you know what time it is. Hey, put them feet up close to me, baby. I might do a little bit more than uh than than taking the sneaky snap. All right. I might have to put my I might have to touch them feet. <laughs> I love it, man. Shout out to Darren. What you doing, bro? Look at him. Hey, let's hold up. Look how he looking. He like. And that's you. <laughs> he like, damn, it's just too, it's just too tough. She got them feet out right here. Oh, no. All right, even the boyfriend, he might be taking a sneaky snap, too. All right, look, he like, yo, I got to get a picture of them feet. <laughs> He's like, damn, all the things. He's like, baby, I want to do all the Things your man won't do, I'll do them for you. <laughs> Yo, See, the funny thing is, the funny thing is, everybody knew what was up. You know, I know it was a skit. I know it's a skit. And the fact that it's a skit, people know what's up, you know. <laughs> people know what's up with them feet. So she had them feet up, man. Even everybody knows. Yo, yo, Darren, man. And she like, oh, Darren. Anyway, shout out to everybody with foot fetishes there. We it's a joke over here at CGA channel, but at the end of the day, your feet, I listen, it is it is an area where ladies, you're gonna have to step your game up. All right. It's a it's a running joke. However, um, yeah, no, it's a serious, it's not it's somewhat of a serious thing here over here. We on our boomerang over here. We on our boomerang, we on our Marcus. Marcus. I'm checking feet. I'm definitely checking for feet. All right, so uh, next story that we want to do right here is going to be this lady, this lady right here, uh, according to the New York Post. She says she suffers from a rare condition that makes her smell like fish. Mm. Uh, Ma'am, uh, can I tell you something real quick 
this condition might not be as rare as you believe. Because perhaps this might be a little, this might be more common than you believe. Let's go ahead and read the story here. <laughs> Let's go ahead and read the story. A rare condition that makes her smell like fish. What world are we in, bro? This world, I can't take it no more. You know, your mom should have done a little bit better job of training you out here. Who raising these people today? Who's raising these people? Your mom didn't tell you. Remember, uh, for you older guys, for us older guys, there was a time that you would run to your grandma's bathroom or your aunt's bathroom. Remember when you were a kid, you would go in the bathroom and they had this weird shape rubber looks like a balloon or it looked like a we had to pull it out it looked like some uh, you were like what is that thing it had a it had a it had a, a hose this way and a couple of hoses at the bottom and it had this big old uh water bag and you were like when you go to the bathroom you looking up you know you first learning how to pee straight you looking up at that thing like yo what is that you want to play with it you like yo Man, you come out one day, my cousin came out trying to blow it up. Them women saw my cousin try to blow that bag up. They was like, oh, my God, no, my Lord, put that damn thing down. They just smacked it out of my cousin's hand. All right. They was like. <laughs> Man, put it down. No, my God, Lord, have mercy. He came out smelling like vinegar and badussy. He was like, he was like, hey, yo, cuz, smell this. I was like, man, what is that, bro? What? <laughs> and so back then, grandmas would teach these women how to take care of themselves. You know what I mean? Then they had the summer's eve, you know, years with the summer's eve. But I guess now it's not a proper way to take care of yourself. So as far as what I know, like, you don't see that anymore. You don't go into the bathroom and see this bottle. You know, it was like a clear plastic bottle sitting on the side of the shower. You know what I mean? You're like, bro, what is that bottle right there? What is that? You use it as an extra an extra cup. You came out. Your mama was like, hey, put that damn summer's. But now you don't see that. You don't even see that. So apparently it must be something that they don't do anymore. So allegedly, allegedly, now. Now, you have women running around here that don't know really how to take care of themselves, and they suffer from this, and you could have talked to your mom or your grandmama at least. Your grandmama in the South, uh, this is what her grandmama probably looked like right here. Hold on for a second. What's the lady's name? Let me see here. This is what, uh, what, what, what's the girl's name on TV, the, the, little, the, little, uh, the little lady she got in trouble for saying the racist stuff? Uh, what's the little lady's name? I, oh, Paula Dean. There she is right there. Paula Dean. This is what her grandma, she needs to talk to her grandma right here. <laughs> this she needs to talk to her grandmama. She needs to go see her grandmama down south in Savannah, Georgia. Hey, uh, Granny. Where is it right here? Hey, Granny, why in the world do I have this disorder? <laughs> her Grammy, her granny Paula Dean, he'd be like, she'd be like, oh, baby, honey child. Oh, honey child, let me tell you a little bit of something. Granny didn't tell you what you're supposed to be doing right here. 
All right. Honey child, granny need to tell you a thing or two. Your mama didn't tell you what's going on here. And down in the South, honey child, what happened to big mama? All right. So this woman running around here going, I suffer from a rare condition. That makes me smell like fish. Somebody, what is going on here? I mean, I can tell you right now. It says right here, a UK woman suffer. I can't look, man. They put the story out here. Somebody says, okay, hold on for a second. I can't read all that. It says right here, a UK woman suffers from a rare condition in which she constantly smells like fish despite several uh, showers multiple times per day. People say it's a curse and I can see why. This is her name is Kelly Fiddle White, age 41, millennial. And she told Need to Know Online while describing her situation. To sum up in two words, it's confusing and isolating. Uh, there she is. Oh, boy, the United Kingdom. Oh, man. The, the United Kingdom. I don't know, if, man. We live in a new world. Not the new world order yet, but. Uh, new, new, new world, new world order. In America, like, we don't have the extended history and the lineage of inbreeding <laughs> like the Europe. You know what I mean? Like, Europe. Some of these places have been around since, you know, the damn beginning of time. And so we have this new, unique way of breeding. And a lot of people have, we were combining races of people that never been combined together. And we're making these exotic people. We're really just exotic people here in America. Uh, but uh, over there, I mean, this is like people from small villages inbreeding together and they're producing. Oh, my God. I mean, just the Jesus, these two. Uh, what's going on here? She explains the worst part is feeling like you're going crazy from it. He says, if you let it, the condition begins to take over your thoughts. The old ham Manchester native specifically suffers from, and it's called trimethylamuria, trimethylamuria, also known as TMAU, which is a rare metabolic condition. Uh, colloquially known as fish order syndrome due to the smell jam press reported however other patients have reported producing a smorgasbord of body odors ranging from onions to feces i haven't showered in three days and i smell like a bag of onions is any of this turning you off nothing yikes it's a oh my okay i'm done with this story I can't take no more. I'm just going to, I'm leaving this story. I'm done. There's no more. I can even, I can't even look no more. This is just, all right. <laughs> last, <laughs> last story here before we do a couple of super chats and then get into the main event. This may be a short show, by the way, unless I start the rambling at the end. Uh, the last story I want to play, remember earlier this morning, I was talking about Generation Z and uh, rape parents, weak parents, raising kids, enablers, coddlers, uh, people, you know, we talk about son husbands here. And I was talking about, you know, I was in the education systems for nearly, nearly two decades, colleges, high schools, and working with teens. And I saw the BS declining for a long time. This gives me insight knowledge that I share with you all the time, because I was privy to a lot of this debauchery. A lot of this coddling, a lot of parents making this huge. Um, and I said, the generation is screwed. They're going to be SOF, capital T, soft. All right, what you going to do? So 
I knew we were going to have a soft culture. I knew we were going to have a 304 culture because I saw young women that I saw women uh, that I coached or women at universities go down a steady decline of 304ism. I saw it live and in living color before everybody else did. So this is why I'm ahead of the game on a lot of people. Now, this woman here is going to talk about what her experience was as a teacher. And she's going to highlight some of the things that I talked about and why she quit the teaching profession. Now, I'm going to put her up on the screen. I don't know what's going on with her eyebrows. It seems like she has a little bit of a filter going on on her face, and it's a little bit distracting. But uh, let's listen to what she's talking about uh, related to this and see if it matches up to what I was talking about a little bit earlier. All right, so let's go ahead and play it. Uh, fair use, by the way. In society, and especially in a classroom environment. Okay, uh, she's on her chipmunk mode. We're going to fix that, though. Counter attendant, why they should have a special exception for the price. And I think you know where we're going with this, right? In society, and especially in a classroom environment where there might be over 30 students, there has to be some kind of order, rule, and structure, and the teacher is responsible for setting those rules and enforcing those rules. When students inherently don't have any kind of respect for rules or authority, we have the situation in a lot of modern classes today. Teachers can't get through their lesson because students are constantly interrupting. Teachers are having to waste time over classroom procedures because even though they've been taught dozens of times, students are refusing to follow through with them. Students aren't listening when the teacher is talking, <laughs> so then they have no idea what they're supposed to be doing by the time the assignment comes. Just like in the airplane analogy, maybe most of the things that people are doing are relatively small, but collectively that really impacts the classroom environment. But then you have students that are the equivalent of the passenger that's trying to fly and take a over the plane and they don't know what they're doing okay so um she's gonna get in here and talk about parents coddling in the second but uh what she's hitting on and i don't know if you guys know that in the education system in an education system many schools have over two thousand students now many of these schools were built to hold at least 1200 or 1500 students there are some schools like in nevada and some of these growing areas that have over three thousand students 3,000 students in which so many times you have 30, 32, 34, 40 students, and it's almost impossible to teach them because many times you might have 50 minutes or if they have a block schedule uh, hour and something to try to cram in a couple of days of lessons plans and two days of meeting per week, and it's almost impossible. So you're trying to you're trying to discipline them and you're you're hampered, you're crippled. So a lot of these kids slip through the cracks. I talk to people all the time saying, basically, you have a public school indoctrination camp or a public school uh, institution straight to a prison pipeline institution. And a lot of the teachers are young. Some of these teachers, their peace leaves are hot. So they run in after uh, Dexter and Tron Davies and Tron Davies and Trayvon, and they run in after their tails and they're not getting anything done. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and see a little bit more about her talking about the parent stuff, and I've experienced this as well. All it takes is one to three students to completely disrupt, if not destroy, a classroom environment. And that's really what I was talking about when it came to students not respecting authority, rules, or procedures. With most teachers that I know, they're not so much interested in just having unquestioned dominance over a classroom, but it's the really simple basic things that can completely wear out a teacher. Now, people that are not familiar with how modern schools work will just say, 
well, that student should just get in trouble. But that's the problem. In modern education, there really is no way for students to get in trouble for the most part. There's been these kind of wacky Pollyanna discipline theories that really kind of have gotten rid of things like detention or suspension or even missing recess. Sorry. So these were the liberal policies that I was talking about. People come up with new ways to not punish kids and uh, the other archaic ways like making them sit in a chair squat for 30 seconds and making them do push ups and keeping them after school. Um, I don't know if you guys know, many times you cannot keep a kid after school. All right. You can't keep a kid after school. Remember, you used to be like, you stay after school. Well, you can't keep them after school because many times the parents have a schedule of things that they need the kid to do or there's a bus schedule or the parents are going to wait outside for 30 minutes because all parents drive their kids to school and then their kid walks home uh, because the parent says, well, you, uh, walk home from school after everybody else is gone and the kid get kidnapped. They're going to blame the kid. So uh, you don't have any prayer. You don't have any belts. You don't have paddles. You don't have anything. So you can't really discipline them. You do have like a Saturday school, uh, which people can go to but they just pick up trash, all right, something like that. So these things have been, uh, uh, the te teachers have been stripped of the power to discipline and punished because these these Marxists, let's just call them, these Marxists or uh, education or educational people come in with their new ideas and theories and they try it out, but you're a young teacher and these teachers aren't even in the classroom. These are just educators, right? Supervisors, superintendents, and your hands are cuffed. All right, your hands are cut. You can't do shit. All right, let's go ahead and uh, continue. Or anything that people used to do in the past to kind of be a deterrent to bad behavior. So students are really in a position where they really don't have any kind of consequences that are impeding their desire to do whatever they want. Other people would say, well, why don't you just let that student fail if they're not interested in learning? But in modern education, teachers actually get in trouble when students fail. All right. So there is no failure, uh, no child left behind, which I think was ushered in during the George W. Bush administration actually prevents you from failing again. Remember, I don't know if you guys grew up, grew up, grew up. I don't know if you guys grew up in a time where the last day of school you used to get the report card, <laughs> used to get your report card. And you used to be like, damn, you couldn't wait to see if your ass advanced to the next grade. You would actually wait to see if you got promoted. Like you get your damn report card and be like, oh, snap. <laughs> Somebody get the report card. Repeat fourth grade. <laughs> you like, damn, you got left behind. There was a chance where you used to not even you, you didn't even know if they let your ass go to the next grade. You guys are way too young to remember that. You used to way too young. There was a time where you could not even get promoted to the next grade. They keep your ass back. <laughs> But now we have no child left behind in which then the student can't fail. They just fail up. They just continue to fail up. Uh, let somebody, let's go here. Uh, where, where is it at? Uh, let's continue here. And that I would say is one of the biggest differences between modern education and past education. Even when I was going to school, if I didn't study for a test, my teacher wasn't in trouble. The grade and the content was my responsibility to learn whether or not I felt like the teacher instructed in a way that I preferred. However, these days, literally everything is blamed on teachers. We're responsible for students' test scores, even if they have chosen not to study. 
study. We get in trouble and reprimanded if we are sending students to the office. And there's even another layer of feeling like we're in trouble when we're trying to contact students' parents because these days, a lot of times, the parents will actually get mad at us and try to argue and fight with us and try to go above our heads and make our job in jeopardy for having complaints about their students. So this is absolutely true. Uh, when I was in education, I would be like, I'm gonna call your mama. They'd be like, go ahead. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then the mama come up and curse you out at the school. So there's no, I'm gonna call your mama. I'm gonna call your parents. Um, many times that's a, that's going to be negative. That's going to be held negative against the teacher because then the, the parents going to come in and say, well, you should manage your classroom better. And you suck as a teacher, which a lot of teachers do suck. Uh, most of them are too young to be teaching, right? There was a time where teachers were extremely young. And then there was a time where teachers were extremely old. Now we're back to extremely young teachers because nobody wants to stay long enough to teach these knucklehead ass kids. And so now you got new kid, new teachers coming in full of good ideas and they ideas suck within two weeks. All right. Or the teacher starts sucking within two weeks. Let's continue. And these are all the reasons that I eventually ended up quitting after eight years of teaching. Even though I truly did love my students, I mean, truly, truly, I felt like I was in such a weird role that made it literally impossible for me to do my job. Okay, so uh, that's enough of that right there. I know people are distracted by her eyebrows. I, when I was watching, I was like, what's going on? But uh, she's dropping a lot of information that we teach you, uh, that we're telling you about modern kids. I've been telling you. I was like, you think kids are cool? Like kids are doing well? I'm like, go to a public school. Just watch them. These kids running around. It's like a, it's like a prison. Many schools put up fences. Many schools put up um, uh, their, their whole damn, uh, their whole damn aura looks like a prison. It doesn't look like a school. It doesn't look like a pleasing place to go. Many times they have that line and uh, um, CeeLo had that line. I don't know if they put the gate up to keep the crime out or keep the, the kids in. All right. It was a different scenario he was talking about. I wonder if they put the gate up to keep crime out or to keep our ass in. And you don't even you can't even determine that when you see a school, you go to a school, you look at like, damn, bars and fences. Now, of course, they don't want people to breach the, the campus and start firing away. However, you have to look at it from the inside out and go, they're stuck in there, bro, like a prison. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there's a safety element, but there also is a prison element. It looks like a compound. They actually have a website where they have, does it look like a campus or does it look like a prison? All right. Um, and they actually have pictures that you can pick and see if you're right. Many times you're wrong. The, 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 the thing that you say is a school is actually a jail. And might I add this, might I add this, the same people who run prisons run schools. The same people who run prisons run schools. All of your schools are operated by the same people who run the prisons. I want you guys to understand that. Not only that, there's another element that is somewhat similar. Your student identification often serves as your main use of identifying yourself. And that is indicative of what happens in prisons. Prisons, you are stripped of your name. And they give you an identification number. Many times from high school to college, you're, uh, if you go to a state college or a state-funded college, many times you can go in there and say, hi, my name is John Smith. Can I get a transcript? And they will say, great. What is your student identification number? They don't punch in John Smith. And if you say, damn, I don't remember my student identification number, they literally will be like, well, there's nothing we can do. Hmm, how can we look you up? John Smith, fool. Mm. Well, I can't look you up that way. 
<laughs> give me your prison ID. I mean, see, give me your student ID number. So uh, a lot of these similarities are, are making it easy for people to transition into jail and prisons and whatnot. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's somebody said the food is the same too. <laughs> oh, no. You might be right on that, actually. Uh, some of these nicer schools have, you know, they bring in like Subway and all of these other schools. But if your cafeteria food, it comes on a tray and everything like prison. You know what I mean? Remember back in the day, it came on a tray. <laughs> you just put the slop right there on your tray. Somebody said metal detectors. Uh, there's a lot of similarities between state run institutions of higher learning, meaning all the way from public schools, all the way up to um, Cali uh, not California, uh, state universities. And there's similarities between prison. The state runs them. At a matter of fact, the paint, the paint will be the same paint they use on uh, high schools. Like you can go to a high school and the paint that they use is the same state paint that they use on the prisons. You got to line up, stay your ass in line. I mean, the grass field is surrounded by gates. I mean, dude, this it's very much similar. <laughs> very similar. The prison fights and whatnot. So it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Anyway, let's do some uh, contributions here. And um, I got an appointment with somebody on YouTube today, which is weird. All right. So they wanted to reach out. You know, man, they might be trying to let me. It's not an in-person appointment, by the way. But they want to reach out. Oh, how can we help you? I'm like. <laughs> I was like, you sure? Because as soon as I bring up some stuff, they're going to be like, oh, OK, we need to. If I'm not here tomorrow. <laughs> Who is this in the building? Shout out to Mr. Bell in the building. Just paying for the knowledge. Appreciate you, man. Um, I'm giving y'all too much knowledge now. <laughs> they want, they trying to disappear me. All right. They trying to disappear me now. Yeah, man. They're like, hey, we'd love to help you. Prisoners get more time outside than kids do. Yeah. It's a, it's a weird thing, and I notice these things, and some of these thoughts have entered my brain for a long time, and I look at it, and I'm like, these are this is just too similar. Um, it's a weird thing, but a lot of normies, you guys don't see it. Like, you're like, no, that doesn't make sense. And I'm like, okay, the same state. State, state runs the public school. State runs the prison. It's going to be similar. And how they cut corners is they say, we're going to paint everything beige. Beige is cheap paint, uh, obviously. Who wants beige paint? So a lot of times they'll have beige or blue paint and that paint they'll use everywhere in a state institution. They'll be like, well, they'll be like, well, state institution, uh, prison, we'll use the blue paint over here. And then when they need to paint up your school, they just bring the paint down to the school over there. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. It is what it is. It's the same stuff. So anyway, y'all don't be mad at me. That's why George Carlin was ahead of his time. Yep. You go to certain states, the, the same paint is everywhere. Prisons and school, jail and all of that. Maryland guy says that whole smelling like a fish thing is why I don't eat peace leave. Oh, my Lord. He says, you don't know where that box has been. You definitely, um, if you guys like to do that, you got to be careful on who you go down on for shiggity. For shiggity, you got to be careful. And sometimes you get, you get, um, yeah, see, that's, yeah, I'm not even going to go too much in that. Sometimes you get bad reinforcement when you see how they operate on you and they start going down on you. They want to come up and kiss your lips. You like, <laughs> they go straight from here to there. They go right from this one to that, to the other. You like, oh my God. It's kind of like dogs. They'd be like, dogs, 
dogs have, you know, they have the cleanest mouths in the world. They got cleaner mouths than humans. And you're looking at this dog sniffing and licking other dogs poop. You're like, wait, wait, how? Well, they have a natural disinfector in their mouth. You're like, (laughs) (laughs) they have less bacteria than us. And I'm like, I'm looking at some women and I'm like, there's no way. I'm like, they definitely got a dirtier mouth than dogs. The way they be doing. The way they doing, I know it can't be true. I'm like, man, please, dogs pick up any damn thing. They have a natural disinfector in their mouth. and But uh, the way some women be operating with their mouth, the way some women operate with their mouths, man, I be looking like, yo, I wouldn't even do that. I know I wouldn't do what you're doing. <laughs> It's crazy out here. Oh, man, you got to be careful out here. Who is this in here? Jesus Ramirez says, yo, coach, for real, this chick sent me a snap of her by the pool, took everything I had, not to screenshot her French pedicured feet. Shout out to the feet appreciation night in the building. All hell, ladies' feet. All right. People are like, what is the one with this foot? Feet are nasty. <laughs> I know it. Y'all will grow up. Y'all will get older. Wiz Division Production says, I used to smoke cigarettes and my family and friends didn't know for years. All I did was shower daily and use body spray and deodorant deodorant religiously. So how is it people can't even find a way to get their body odor under control? Everything, he says, everybody just defaults to a victim mentality instead of creating a plan of action to resolve and manage their problems. In the words of David Goggins, the struggle is real and it's ever and it never gets easier, any easier. It just gets harder. Pause. It just gets harder. Oh, by the way, um, somebody did say that that condition is real. T-M-A-U. It's a real condition. I'm sure. But like anything, mostly, I don't know if it's in America, in Europe, they got to be having diseases like you ain't never heard of. All right, that's what happens when you've been around for so long. Europe, Europeans, that whole thing is, they be having plagues, potato famine plagues, and uh, the bubonic plague. Europe be getting wiped out for shiggity, man. I don't know what's going on in Europe. All right, shout out to the Europeans in here. Oh, by the way, um, one more thing that I wanted to add to that, uh, related to that comment. Oh, life does get harder. I could talk about that later. Uh, you young men, if you think you have problems now, wait till you get a little bit older. The problems multiply. All you do is put out fires. Okay, there's never an easy mode. All right, there's never like you just going to be chilling one day. Very rare. And the more money you have, the more fires you're going to put out. And the more, the more people you're going to have to hire to put out fires. All right. I just want to let you guys know that because a lot of people are thinking, especially ladies, ladies, are you uh, listening to me? A lot of you think life is going to get easier. It doesn't. You should get wiser and understand that there's always going to be problems. You're always going to have problems. But this soft generation, they have won the slightest problem and they fold up like a cheap suit. They fold up like a cheap freaking suit. The best thing you can do is understand things and uh, understand that there's going to be problems in life, unfortunately. Let's get to Deshaun Watson in the building. Somebody said life gets better. Uh, It it does for many people, but you got to have the strength to understand what position you're in. I was going to play a John Deloney video, but I'll just sum it up. This woman, 30 years old, millennial, 150 pounds overweight, 
drowning in debt. I'll show the picture of the video here. I know I use them a lot, but um, here's the video right here. Uh, there's Dr. John. I'm drowning in debt and severely depressed. I mean, how many times have you heard these stories about people being depressed and how people being in financial debt and they're being overweight and they never connect the dots? <laughs> like they never be like, well, this is causing they literally be like this in the Cubert game. You know what I mean? In the old day. Bing, 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 bing. You can't get out of your own way. People cannot get out of their own way. You're your own self-sabotager. You're your own self-sabotager. And yes, social media is not helping. By the way, Kanye, Kanye West, I'm going to play this clip of Kanye West. I know I'm getting distracted today. Let me see here. Kanye West had this thing. Oh, man, he had a great video. I posted on my Instagram story. Let me see if I can play that real quick. By the way, my IG blowing up like crazy for some reason. I got like 7,000, 8,000 followers in the last three days. That's suspicious. <laughs> All right, it went up like 7K in like the last three days, and it's climbing. I'm like, what the hell? It's going up again. It just went up to 9K. I literally barely had 29K on my second account. Second time I crossed 30,000. And I was like, oh, now it's at 39 in the last three days. What the fuck is going on here? It's just ticking up, man. I'm like, mm, yeah, the bots are on. I'm like, man, I'm suspicious of stuff like that. <laughs> like people think, I'm, people think I'm like, yeah, but I'm always suspicious. I'm like. All right. Yo, I'll be like, yo, what? Why are people looking at me? I'm all paranoid. Like, man, I've been smoking weed. Again, when people approach me in public, I don't be like, hey, how you doing? I'll be like, <laughs> women approach me in public. <laughs> they like, hi, how you doing? You're so handsome. Look at you. And I'll be like, the hell you want, woman? I don't be like, yes, you know, hey, baby, come give me some. I'm always looking at their ass like, the hell you want for me <laughs> oh my goodness anyway let's play the video i'm a i'm paranoid with people because i don't like i don't trust people i don't like them i, I don't like people and i you know people be actually <laughs> hold on for a second let's, let's do the godway thing uh let's see here i'm like what the hell you want for me let me see if i can play the kanye video Game Angry Birds has a motion like this. And if you remember, girls are just not known for playing a lot of video games. This game was popular with girls. It was a scientific calculation that this mm. set off a certain dopamine specifically in the female mind. What else go like this? Tinder. What else? Instagram. Instagram. What? So the funny thing is mm. the people that control that Rappers be talking about, I got your bitch. Instagram got your bitch. Mm -hmm. Instagram got your bitch. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I know my Christian scorecard just went down for using a profane, a profane piece of language. Uh, <laughs> you ain't got your Instagram got all y'all, because they're going to do it for the gram before they do it to you. They're going to send mm -hmm. a picture to the gram before they send it to you. The game Angry Birds has a motion like this. So I don't know if you guys know, and you don't, some of you guys don't know about this, that these companies spend millions of dollars studying human behavior. Okay. And what he's identifying is these companies 
will make you do things that you think is free or entertaining, but they're gathering data from you. Remember, I talked about this. You're the commodity. You're being sold. You think it's free. Here's a free game. Oh, wow. And then you think it's for you think it's for for fun. But obviously, then they're training you. OK, this is how they build algorithms. You guys don't understand that that's happening. I'm very again, I'm very suspicious or I'm cynical or I'm um, there's another word that I always remember. Um, um, I'm always like these. This is this is not just for nothing. You know what I mean? Television programming. Uh, I'm I'm always aware that they're doing something for like Candy Crush, where you're a super you become addicted to these things. And they're doing this because they know and they study that some monkey became addicted to it and they say we're similar. So you're going to get addicted to it. Somebody said tyrannical too. Yes, that too. But he's identifying that this bird, this angry bird game trained people to eventually go to the next popular thing, which is swiping. All right. And then the next popular thing. Now, I don't know if that's hundred percent in context, but I understand that. Yes, man. Companies spend millions of dollars doing that. There was a great movie called, there was a great movie called uh, Ex Machina. If you've seen the movie Ex Machina, somebody said Temple Run started it, Flappy Bird. People think, oh, they came up with this fun game. No, they came up with a way to train your brain. Okay, that's, that's basically what they're doing, and you're doing the training for free. But Ex Machina was a great movie, which um, the part of the movie was a guy who was a Silicon Valley tech guy and he was developing ai technology and he was developing robots and eventually he learned that there were female robots that were uh ability to learn how to pair pair bond or eventually learn how to manipulate but at the beginning of the episode or the movie they were telling the, the guy was telling him or he found out that the guy the guy that that that, that was studying him he was he tapped into his web camera in his internet search history, in his porn habits, and how he how he operated with his free internet. Okay, and and that was the crux of how he was able to pick him and then use him as a case study to study the female AI robots. And it was a it's a it's a thing that people you might have missed that part of the movie, but when you put it in perspective. This is what they're doing to you. This is how you get suggested videos. This is how the out. This is why YouTubers say hit the like button so that people like you can get the video pushed out. This is all research. Everything you do here, these companies research it. How long you like they have an analytic category in your your YouTube studios where you can see how long people stayed, how many people liked it, how many people are subscribed to your channel who watch your videos. I mean, everything, how you interact, how many people support, how many people's. Um, uh, they study these things and many YouTubers use it to make themselves better YouTubers. I don't do it as much. I'm, I'm very guilty of saying I don't use the analytics very much. Kevin Samuels, on the other hand, he was very good at using the analytics. He really studied the algorithm and the analytics. This is why he would stop his show mid show and say, y'all better like the video. Most of us couldn't do it because we fear we lose our audience. And he would say, this is worth stopping the show and getting the interaction because it meant everything really really strange stuff really strange stuff but this is how because it's free to you to use youtube you just have to sometimes watch advertisements but they're also using you as a study 
and they're studying you and your patterns of behavior. This is how they do this. And so everything you're given for free in the society today is not just as a nice thing these companies are doing. They are literally doing it to study you. They study you and then they come up with something new. And then many times if you become addicted to it, they don't give a damn. All right. So anyway, we're supposed to be talking about Deshaun Watson. All right. So let's talk about it here. All right. So this is the main event right here. Deshaun Watson, you always don't know he's a footballer. No, he's a football player here in the NFL. All right. He's been, uh, he's had a very interesting two years. The last time I saw him on the field, he was beating the Raiders in the playoffs with an amazing pass after he got kicked in the eye with a cleat. All right. That was probably one of the last games that he played. I think he was a playoff game. Well, this is Deshaun Watson right here. He was uh, picked up by the Cleveland Browns on a pretty record uh, contract. But before that, and I'll give you a brief history in case you don't know, Deshaun Watson was accused by some 20-something women, probably up to 22 women, of, of hiring him as a massage therapist and then later turning the massage in some sort of Jack Shack experience, right? Mm. And so uh, these women said they were showed up for their massages. They were professional, but he found them on Instagram. Most of them on Instagram or social media or in the public. And then they thought they were coming to do a regular massage, but then they're saying he turned it into a sexual experience and they weren't, they didn't anticipate that. Now, let me say this, let me say this massage washing. What? I, let me say this. I know women on Instagram that do exactly this thing for professional athletes. All right. I know them personally in Los Angeles and in Orange County. There are women on Instagram that are somewhat of a massage therapist. Maybe they're licensed, maybe they're not. I actually know a woman who is not licensed, but she does massages. And I'm pretty sure she does jack shacks. But the other two, I know they're not, they're, they're, they're doing jack shacks and much more with professional athletes. Uh, we have the Los Angeles Chargers that are located, their practice facility is located in Orange County. And um, some of these Chargers live in and around Newport Beach. And uh, as a result, some of these girls I know for sure has massaged Chargers and Lakers. I know it. They've told me with their own damn mouth, all right? And I don't know what they've done with their own damn mouth, but one of them I had an experience with prior to all that. But I've had them tell me, hey, I'm meeting this player at their hotel room. They're traveling with the NBA team, and they're going to be here. I'm driving down to L.A. I know it for 100% fact that this is going on. So now, with that being said, I know these girls are having sex with these guys and more. I And they're getting paid for it. I know it. I know it to be true. With that being said, I find it odd that these people didn't know what they were doing. This is what I'm thoroughly confused about. Now, some of them could have been shocked. Some of them could have not been prepped and they could have been surprised or taken aback. But you have to think this is a pro athlete. What, what would you think dude, that he would want? OK, that's I'm, I'm not defending him, but I'm like, he found you on Instagram. I'm quite sure. I'm quite sure you jumped for the opportunity. You might have been taken off guard. All right. There was probably an opportunity for you to leave. But some of these girls stories said they stayed in there. All right. And watched him do what he was doing. Right. They didn't leave. Many of them returned back to do additional massages after the fact. 
All right. So that is the first part of the story that is absolutely odd. You return back to do more massages and you said, and it got creepier. That's absolutely weird. So let's talk about that. We took that off the table. As my man on the Atlanta Street interview says, let's put a pin in that. We put a pin in that. Let's go to the next part right here. This football player, Deshaun Watson, at the time, prior to this, these complaints coming out, played for the Houston Texans. He did not want to return back to the Houston Tex Texans. They were getting rid of all of their players. Uh, the, the linebacker went to Arizona. The receiver, of course, went to the Arizona Cardinals. They were offloading their talent, and I believe they were going through some sort of rebuild. Deshaun Watson was towards the end of his contract. He did not want to be a part of the Houston Texans, and he planned on holding out. He says, I'm not going to play for you. I refuse to play for you. And so people believe that the old boys network in the Houston, Texas organizations probably started this and let this information out as a means to, as a means to discredit him and ruin his NFL future. All right. So here's where the conspiracy theory heightens because people can say, yeah, this is absolutely true. They did that to him because they wanted to ruin his credibility. Prior to this, he had no problems. But as more of the stories are coming out, it's saying he's met with 66, 66 women in a year and a half span. I mean, that could be problematic. And we'll go, we'll, we'll cover that in a minute. Because if this is true, this is alleged, by the way. But if this is true, that would show a pattern of human behavior for sure. So we'll talk about Deshaun in a minute. But what heightens the conspiracy theory is this attorney, Tony Busby, who is the opposing, he represents the women in this case, many of the women, many of the 20-something women, originally 20 women, he represents them in a sort of a class action civil lawsuit. And Tony Busby has been known to be a neighbor of the Texans owner. Okay, let me read this right here. It says, well, 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 Tony Busby only lives about 280 feet from Texas owner McNair. And uh, Cal and Hannah McNair are, I'm assuming, I'm not doxing them, by the way. This is already out on the internet. So Tony Busby lives near the Houston, Texas owner, and Tony Busby represents the women in the trial or in the, in the civil case. That, that, that would be kind of weird. That, that, is, that would definitely put fuel to the fire of a conspiracy. All right, so... Let's go ahead and tell it here. Tony Busby says, I need to dispel some silly rumors. And I would love to read this in my best, um, my best um, Southern accent. What is that big chicken name? Foghorn Leghorn. I would love to read this in my Foghorn Leghorn accident. I mean, accent. Well, I, uh, well, I say I, uh, I need to dispel some silly rumors. Well, I uh, say. <laughs> Tony Busby also ran for mayor of, I, I don't remember what town, and Donald Trump supported him and gave him the thumbs up. What did they call it when he, 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 he gave him a, I can't remember the name of it. Well, I say, uh, well, I say I need to dispel some silly rumors. Well, I say, Busby said, yes, I live on River Oaks Boulevard, I say, and I live near the McNair family, I say. And then he says, I don't know the McNair family. He ran for mayor of Houston. Endorsement. Thank you, man. Sometimes I lose words. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, Trump gave Busby the endorsement when he ran for mayor. 
So this is all absolutely weird. And by the way, Tony Busby is an attorney. He made a ton of money in real estate, allegedly. He says, I don't even know the McNair family. I'm going to have to look at you, Martin Luther Lee, on that. Because literally, you guys live, according to these addresses, not very, I mean, you guys live close to each other. And he says, I don't know the McNair family. I wouldn't even recognize, well, I say, I wouldn't even recognize Cal or Hal. Who the hell is Cal or Hal? <laughs> or whatever his name is. Oh, boy. Uh, he's shuffling right here. He, now he said he wouldn't even recognize Cal or Hal or whatever their names are. He calling them by nicknames. What the hell? I wouldn't even recognize them if I saw them on the street, I say. He says, this case has nothing to do with the Texans, has nothing to do with his free agency. He was going to become a free agent, and he said he wasn't going to play. The timing, question mark, I don't know anything about that ceiling. Is, and frankly, I don't care about it, I say. The Texans are not a team that I follow, he says. He says he doesn't follow the Houston Texans. I'm going to tell you something. That is going to be a lie. The reason why I know it to be a lie is because when Baker, not Baker Mayfield, when Johnny Manziel was coming out of college, he bought a billboard, Tony Busby did, allegedly, trying to get Johnny Mayfield to play for the Houston Texans. Let me pull it up. Let me see here. Let me see. Billboard for Johnny Manziel. I don't know if this is for the Texans, but uh, here it is right here. Tony Busby bought this billboard. Right here. It says, keep Johnny in Texas. Draft Johnny Manziel. And here it is right here, his Instagram account. <laughs> and it says right here, Tony Busby. Wait a minute. I'm thoroughly confused here. All right, so I, it, it doesn't say the Houston Texans, so we'll say that. Did I say Johnny Mayfield? <laughs> Johnny football? But uh, I'm, I'm thoroughly confused as to you don't know. What, what, was your, what was his statement? He says, the Texans are not even a team that I follow. Hold up. Hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm like, what the what? <laughs> I'm like, yo, no, that don't make no sense. That don't make no sense. But this is what they're saying. He says, so they live 280 feet from each other, and they both live 400 yards from the River Oaks Country Club. But we are supposed to believe that a, they say to here, a blood-sucking lawyer wouldn't recognize one of the richest men in the state of Texas who lives 280 feet from him. So this fuels the conspiracy against the women who are possibly being put up to ruin Deshaun Watson's reputation. This puts the conspiracy that gives it life and breath. If anybody says, no, we're going to wash all of that away. And then we go, well, and then he says he doesn't recognize the owner of the Houston Texans. I mean, it's absolutely outrageous to me. I would rather believe that than to believe some of the women's stories. Like, which one do you want me to believe? I got to believe one or the other. And uh, I can't believe both, essentially. I can't believe both. One, one of these stories don't add up. So if it's the case that the women are correct, 
well, then we have to at least acknowledge that he's lying about the, the, the knowing the other Houston, Texas owners, and there perhaps could be a conspiracy, right? Right? If you want me to believe the women's story, you got to let go of the fact that you did say you didn't know the owner of the Texans. Well, you would then say, well, this could be a motive. All right, so we'll put a pin in that. Let's talk about Deshaun Watson. Okay, so we're we're trying to be as fair as possible because the stories this all doesn't really make sense. And um, either the women are lying, either the attorney is lying, or Deshaun Watson's lying. But now they're saying he met with sixty six women for massages. Again, let me preface this by saying the way men obtain sex is always demonized in our country for some reason. It's always going to be used against them. And men are trying to find every safe way possible to have this interaction. Men want sex. It's actually held against us. Even when you're married, it's used against you. In your relationships, they'll use it against you. Uh, The way men have sex, if an older man has sex with a younger woman, he's demonized for that. But she's not demonized. She even offers services to sell. She's a celibate. She's somewhat demonized in her reputation, but not anymore. All sex work is all uh, sex work is work is what they're saying. So the man is demonized no matter what. If he wants to go to the Jack Shack, demonized. All he wants to do is bust a nut and keep going about life. He has to get it one way and one way only through love. If he doesn't get it through love and monogamy, he's demonized. And what sounds like Deshaun Watson was doing, if this story is true, it sounds like he was trying to get his nut this way. He had a he had a way. He had a method and. It's somewhat legal until he does something that is going to be considered assault, right? The women cooperated, and then if they remove consent after the fact or they were somehow caught off guard, then it could become illegal or something like that, right? But if this is true, he met with 66 women for massages over 17 months. That puts a stain on him for sure if it's true, but this is all alleged. And it's weird because he was was convicted. I'm I'm sorry. He was uh, exonerated. From the original 22 charges, they didn't press charges or he was uh, he actually won the case and they're still going at him with this. You know, they're still going at him and you're going, wow. And the reason why they're going at him is this right here. The reason why they're going at him is because, of course, he doesn't play for the Texans anymore. He was picked up on a free agent, somewhat of a sign and trade, I would assume. uh, And he went to the Cleveland Browns. And as a result. He was able to immediately get a $230 million contract. So he pretty much landed on his feet with this contract, which could be voided. He could be suspended for a year or two. We don't know. I'm sure he's going to face some penalties with these new stories coming out every week. But he signed. He seemed to land on his feet. And people might be upset about that. The women who, who lost their case, initial case, might be upset about that. They're actually coming out and saying um, that he... um that he offered them $100,000 to be quiet. And he offered, the, and then the women rejected it because they had some strong language in the non-disclosure agreement. With all this being said, this sounds absolutely like a weird story, okay? It's weird all the way around. Everybody's, it's weird. But I want to touch on this. I want to touch on this. It's obvious that I think he was meeting with these women. I I don't think he was married. I think he might've had a girlfriend. He obviously was meeting with these women enough for the story to hold a little bit of water. He might have been known for doing this around town. And in fact, the Texans organization actually did provide him with a hotel room. So they're almost complicit in this story. 
meaning they knew he was doing this, which many organizations know what their star athlete is doing, especially the quarterback. They knew he, he was doing this, but they were trying to provide him safe spaces to do it in. Okay. You're, you're, he, they were giving him safe spaces to do it in, and that's all alleged as well. And they're going to have to actually testify to this as why they, why they provided him with hotel rooms to do these services to stay out of the stay out of trouble but potentially not only that not only that the team did provide him with massage therapists of their own in a professional manner but he decided to go outside of these professional team massages to go to these women all alleged and so this is an absolutely weird story if he did meet with 66 women in a year he beats my record i got money <laughs> I don't have that much money, and I don't have that much jasmine rice. I got money. That would equate to almost one per week. All right, that that's that's a lot of work, bro. That that's one jack shack per week, which in context is not that much. What is he doing on the next a couple of days? It says allegedly received massages from at least sixty six women over the course of seventeen months. This is according to a new investigation. Is any it says right here, a new investigation into the troubling claims made against the Cleveland Browns quarterback, 26-year-old, young guy too, man. So he was between the age of 22 and 26 doing this, uh, who previously stated that he hired around 40 different massage therapists during his five years in Houston. So he admits to hiring 40, which this is problematic for you. I mean... It's problematic for you because it does ruin your credibility in terms of it does show that you have a vice. It shows that you have an issue and many quarterbacks don't want to, you know, when you're the leader of the quarterback and face of the franchise, um, you don't want to have a vice like this because it's going to be used against you. And uh, it's just like having drugs or, or um, gambling or anything. This is a stain. And he admits that he's had 40 different, so it adds to, it's going to lead towards credibility here to their story. And um, doesn't mean he's guilty, but I mean, it definitely is a vice. It definitely is something, or or it's his way to get his nut. And he thought perhaps that this was the safest way to do it. And he probably went about it the wrong way. It says right here, um, he's been accused of sexual advances towards multiple massage therapists who are speaking out for the first time. One woman who who did not file a lawsuit or go to the police claims Watson requested. And this is going to get a little bit graphic. And I'm going to have to say pause after this. It says here, she he requested that she put her hands uncomfortably close to his sack as she worked on his behind and upper thigh. Pause. And when he flipped onto his back, he had a stiffy and he begged her to put her mouth all on his salami, which she said she rejected. Um, in this case, uh, as you guys probably should know, many trained massage therapists and many people, maybe there's one here. Um, I know this for personal reasons, not that I've used something like this. Somebody said she didn't say she did it. <laughs> she said he asked me to do it, but. Um, I know this arousal is if you're trained, you're trained to understand that arousal is going to happen. Okay. There's going to be arousal. And um, as a professional, you should anticipate arousal 
And you shouldn't be thrown off as it's some sort of creepy thing. You have, especially if you have a woman rubbing on you as and, and vice versa. There's actually guys on Instagram that, that show they're doing sensual massages on women. Arousal is a part of touch. So the shaming here is absolutely despicable. However, the kneeling and, and, and putting what she's describing, it sounds either like she was caught off guard or she was participating and it went to a place where she didn't anticipate, right? So him on his knees and putting his hands here and there, uh, that's kind of a weird way to describe something happening. And also she doesn't take into account if she participated. Oh, I said this right here, she rejected. She rejected that part. Another woman who met with Watson says he in initiated a sexual act during each of their three appointments. Now, this again, I listen, I'm trying to help. I'm trying to be open-minded. But you've ruined your credibility by saying he initiated these interactions on three occasions. <laughs> on two occasions, that's day and night. Come on, bruh. He initiated on all three, and you came back, and you came back. You must have needed some money. I got money. <laughs> See, this is the stuff I can't be like, okay. And we're supposed to take this seriously. And she claimed he got into a happy baby yoga pose on his back with his feet in his hands and asked to massage between his ball sack and his, his, tail, his tailpipe. His sack and his tailpipe, she calls it. Well, I call it. Yeah, um, he could have done that. It's kind of awkward to do that. I don't see that as possible. It just doesn't seem like maybe he did that and maybe he's, I have no idea. But to kind of throw that in there, he got into a happy baby yoga. What? What? Maybe he was stretching. He was doing the uh, growing stretch. Weird. You know, he has a he definitely has a problem. He definitely has a vice. And this is how vices get used against you. The therapist, which if you break up the word therapist, <laughs> I just want to let you know, uh, write the word therapist down and then write T-H-E as the first part and then space the word out and put the rest of it. The therapist who did not sue, she was the second person to come out now that didn't sue. So she didn't sue either. Why is she talking? It says here, she says she laughed off the request, but Watson grabbed her wrist and put his hand up on her hips. When I dip, you dip, we dip. And he put his hand in the area. And uh, again, women will laugh uncomfortably and then later say, and just so you guys know, as a means of dealing with women, just because they laugh, you might approach them. You might say something sexually and she might laugh. And later on, you find yourself in the human resource offices and you're like, what? She laughed. She was with it. She was complicit. She was going along with it. She didn't deny it. She didn't say no. She didn't uh, say she was uncomfortable. She laughed. Sometimes this is their way to deal with the situation or to keep the situation safer for her, because then if she doesn't laugh, you can confront her. Right. You can confront her. And so this is the way she. Oh, <laughs> And she's really not with the program. And so she said she laughed, which most people will say, well, she was with it, which 
I would say she probably was with it too. And then later on, she kept this information to use against him, potentially. And uh, she grabbed, he grabbed her wrist and put the hands there. That could have happened. That could have happened too. I could see that happening. Of all the things that they've claimed so far, I could probably see that happen. Um, and by the way, these are things that you would do in a normal sexual interaction. Many times you would put a, put a, take a woman's hand and put some things there to get it started because, again, she wants to start coyish. She doesn't want to look like she a 304, and so she's got to get coaxed into it. By this way, he already paid the money, so he might have thought, you know what this is about, and then she acted like she didn't know what it was about. What is this? That could have happened. That could have happened. Somebody says, Maylene would have said nothing. <laughs> oh, shit. This is true. And so this is what happens sometimes when you deal with normies. And I always warn men about doing things like this with normies. This is why I don't advise cold approach. And I don't advise dealing with normies as a general procedure. It is hard for me to deal with normie women because they're programmed with these auto responses to be the victim. Right. And uh, some of your interactions will go well. Some of them, they will act like, oh, shame on you. You know, I don't play those. I don't play those coochie games no more. And so normies can always pull back and go, well, I didn't know what this was. And I showed up at his house at two in the morning and we were eating tombstone pizza. And then all of a sudden he kissed me and he started rubbing on my shoulder. What did you think was going to happen when you were over there? But you went over there and a lot of times young women will put themselves in these situations and then be caught off guard. Well, I thought we were just friends and I thought, and they'll call it date, rape, date, rape, and all of these things. Right. And you're like, don't go over there at two in the morning. All right. How about that? You're victim blaming, right? So these are the things that we have to deal with in society. And, and, and this player thought he had a good way to deal with it. And it's turning against him. So all strategies, again, with men, you think you're going to deal with women in a good way, and it doesn't work out. All right. So here it says here. The report also claims that the Texans head of security provided Watson with a non-disclosure agreement to give to the massage therapists, which uh, were put in his locker after one therapist threatened to expose him on Instagram. So the team was aware of what he was doing. And so they tried to head off and say, dude, uh, you kind of reckless out here. And these girls are talking. So what you need to do is give them this non-disclosure agreement. And he gave it to them and it still worked against them because it was generic. Watson, who was adamant, who has adamantly denied any wrongdoing, appeared to respond to the report on Tuesday, quoting Rich off pain by little baby, little dirt and Rod Wave on his Instagram story. See, the blogs can't break me down. See, I'm the voice. I don't reply, Dirt said in the song. But the rumors y'all done heard. I'm a humbly deny. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how to sing the song. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, plausible deniability is what women can use. It's actually a weapon against men. All right, so not saying that this man is innocent. He obviously has a problem of 40, 40. Like if I had 40 junior college girls and I paid for them, I have a, I have a vice. I definitely have a vice. That's my weakness. Doesn't mean that I've done anything to these women, but I definitely am probably going to be reckless in the way I'm dealing with people like that. With that being said, plausible deniability is is something that, women use against men in these situations meaning i didn't understand and i wasn't aware and they're obviously doing something that crosses the line between attention seeking or something that she's capitalizing meaning she showed up she ate your food she drunk up all the alcohol all right she showed up maybe scantily clad or like a harlot she showed up 
uh, she laid on your bed. You guys made out and kissed. And then she will say, well, that's where I wanted to stop it. And I didn't realize. And you're going, come on, man. Are you Little Red Riding Hood or what? Like, who are we talking? Are we talking to an adult? But then they can go back into girly mode. And I was just a little angel. And I didn't. So you want us to treat you equally. But now you want to go back into I was unaware and I was just roaming through the forge and I just started eating three Negroes. I mean, three bears porridge. And I just didn't know what I was doing. OK, that plausible deniability thing um, is it's actually appalling. And we need to call it out in the equal society. If we're going to treat women less than equal, then they can maintain plausible deniability. If we're going to treat you equal, you can't say, well, I came out here with my ass cheeks hanging out and all these horn dog old men were looking at me. And they're perverts. And then you blame the old men. And you're like, <laughs> uh, your ass cheeks is out, baby. Well, I can wear what I want. And I didn't intend for them to look. I wasn't seeking attention. See, these are the things that we have to correct in our society. But they're causing conflict. And even if I highlight it, then they call me the pervert. I'm like, wait a minute. How am I the pervert? I'm highlighting it. Many times as an educator. Many times as an educator. Um, and I've actually heard this as recent in a school setting. There was an educator um, at a school here that got in trouble. And it is a private school. And the private school features the girls that wear uh, skirts, right? The girls wear skirts still. And they don't wear the knee-high socks <laughs> like the Britney Spears in the sweater. But uh, they do wear the, 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 little, um, the little shirt, right? So I guess the male educator, he was an administrator, and he was like, well, we need to not let the girls wear these skirts anymore. Right. Because what the girls would do is they they roll the skirt up and then there was a constantly a female administrator that was constantly measuring the skirt. And so the girls would roll the skirt up. And what this is what what girls are doing, what what girls are doing is their bodies are developing and they're becoming quite confident in their bodies and they are getting a lot of attention. So they're just putting their nice new bodies on display. This is a natural thing that human behaviors do. Right. So they're doing this almost subconsciously, but they're aware of what's happening. They're getting some accolades and people are looking and right. So they're rolling their skirt up, which they're participating in. <laughs> right. They're actually rolling it up, showing a little bit more leg. Uh, by the way, their legs are naturally going to be more prominent. They're more prominent feature, just like men's arms and chest. Men are more likely to take their shirt off. Women are more likely to show more leg. And so this is what's happening here. Their legs naturally develop and have a little bit more attraction. So what's happening is the male administrator is like, we need to stop doing this because it's a distraction. It's a distraction. It distracts the teachers, the administrators, and the students. What do you think they did to that teacher, that administrator? They gave him all kind of hell. They was like, you a pervert. You shouldn't be looking. <laughs> they was like... They literally gave him hell. Now, with this being said, they're literally on TikTok shaking their ass. The same kids, the same kids that called out the administrator. They're on TikTok with 15,000 people watching them do this. <laughs> they're recording themselves. They're doing TikTok dances and swerving and doing all this shit. And then they had a nerve to call the dude a pervert. With plausible deniability. These are the things that we deal with. It's foolishness in our society. It's absolute foolishness. So as a man, even if you acknowledge it and you say, well, these young girls are out here. They're developing pretty crazy, you know, hormonally and 
they're developing fast and they're showing more flesh, you're a pervert. Mm. <laughs> you're like, hold up. So plausible deniability has always worked against there. It's it's a weapon used against men in which you paint yourself in the corner by acknowledging the presence of someone doing something intentionally or unintentionally, which they can say, I didn't mean to intend that. One thing uh, older women will use plausible deniability like this. They will flirt with you. Then if you flirt back, she has the right to reject your advances. And then she can say with plausible deniability, I wasn't flirting. I was just talking. I wasn't flirting with you. You took it the wrong way. That's plausible deniability. These are the, again, sex is used as uh, plausible deniability and sex is used to weaponize against men. And you're like, well, I thought you were flirting. No, I was just being nice. A lot of times a, a grocery store clerk or a woman at, at her job um, will, will use her sexuality to get tips. She knows why you're hired there. Nine out of 10 waitresses here are women. You're at Hooters. There's no male waitresses. You're using your sexuality. However, however, you cross the line by doing flirting. You flirt with them a little too excessively and they go, oh no, this is too much. You're crossing the line. And I'm like, you literally are capitalizing off the sexual. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. You're like, bro, like, so this is the world we live in. And of course, when you highlight this, they make you, they demonize you as some sort of perv and assaulter or great. And you're, you're supposed to not be aroused by this, but they're supposed to get big tips. They're supposed to get the 20, 30, $100 tips because they're cute and they play it up. But then if you go a little too far, they get pulled back. Really, really crazy stuff here. Anyway, I got to do this. Uh, are we done with this? Did we put a pin in Deshaun Watson? Uh, what I think here is uh, there's, I'm going to have to hold, go ahead and agree that everybody in this story is absolute trash. All right, that's my, that's my, sum, that's my sumology of this one. Everybody in this story is absolute trash. All right, I'm going to throw Deshaun Watson on here. All the women and the uh, attorneys and the football owners everybody's absolute garbage in this story all of them i don't believe none of them all right i don't believe any of them all of them are absolute liars deshaun's got a problem he admits it and i'm gonna say he has a problem he's going a little bit too far on this one or he thought it was his safeguard and it's not so he needs to do something different he's trash tony busby yes i mean come on bro foghorn leghorn garb all right all the women coming out now trash all right there's no victims here there's no victims here. And I think maybe who the closest victim potentially is Deshaun Watson. In my opinion, based on these goofball stories that I heard, none of these stories make sense. Deshaun is out here in these streets, reckless. In these streets. He's going to take an L. He's going to take an L in many, many ways. So it's absolute garbage what people are doing out here and what you would believe. But normies believe anything when it comes to male and sexuality. You always think the male is the predator. And um, if you know what you're, what people are doing in these rooms, women are very predatory in the bedroom. All right, especially today. Women are very predatory in the bedroom. All right, and then they have the nerve to come out here acting like they ain't did nothing. And I saw full and damn well what they were doing. <laughs> I'm like, bro, if you only knew what some of these people are doing behind closed doors. not even behind closed doors, what they're doing um, on the internet, bro. They're actually out here and um, 
um, have the nerve to be victimized by it in the end. Well, where are we at here? Hey, we're going to call you Mr. Neal. Eric Neal says, uh, see, the ego is what costs you everything. Why not pay for play versus running game? He says, um, he says, I'd rather pay. So there's no question why you're here. I think Deshaun thought he was doing pay for play, but he was not. <laughs> okay. He was very much, again, the pay for play thing. If I'm, if I'm Deshaun Watson, if I'm Deshaun Watson, I'm paying for play. I mean, I'm single. I have a little girlfriend. I'll fly people in, pay, pay. Why not? Um, the looks money status argument and having game for a man like Deshaun Watson is useless. This is what people don't get. So if you're a normie guy, having game seems plausible. It seems like something to do. And you go out there in cold approach and you give out useless validation because you're a broke ninja or you're using women to validate your own ego, right? And so in your world, it makes sense. But in Deshaun Watson's world, he's worth hundreds of millions of dollars. What does running game get him? It gets him in trouble. That's what it gets him. If he's out there going to bars and nightclubs, talking to uh, drunk harlots, what does that prove to him? What does that prove to the world? Most of it is going to be easy for him if he shows up to try to run game. He don't have to run game. He has all of these potential apex predators using him as target practice. So him out there proving that he's man enough to talk and, and have a mouthpiece with women is useless. So the next part of it is he was very sloppy in, in trying to then entice women, probably cheaply, to come to him under the guise of massage. I think he failed on that one. He failed on that one because he wanted the massage and uh, then he went in on fresh turnouts, potentially, or women that were known to do. Some of these women were known to do this probably, allegedly, but he tried to go in on fresh turnouts, which is a mistake. Okay, sometimes having fresh turnouts is an absolute mistake because they're wrestling with the idea of doing this as a lifestyle. And fresh turnouts are no good. Normies are no good. So he tried to go normie and get women off Instagram. No, he could have went over to seeking or he could have went to he could have went to Heidi Heidi Fleiss and he could have got what he needed and this wouldn't have been a problem. It wouldn't have been a problem. But he says you need a season turnout. Yeah, don't go with for, I mean, go pro at this particular point. What do you have to prove? And I think he tried to, this is my opinion, he tried to go the best way. He thought this was the safest way, and it ended up not being it because now they're using it against him. All right, cash apps. Where are we at here? Uh, shout out to Dame Digital says, for the foot fetish fund, adding that picture to the folder. Mm, I would have added that picture to the folder too. All right, likes me some pretty feet. Shout out to TMB. Oh, very generous. We'll give you a co-sponsorship for that one, especially for today. All right, we're a little light out here, but it's all good. Lawrence Max says, no wonder you call school indoctrination camps. Um, If you actually heard me explain this a little bit earlier, um, how your textbooks were organized, and I actually can prove this. Your textbooks were uh, are sponsored by uh, the people who run foundations who do this research, and they develop the curriculum for you. And many of the researches are fraudulent and false. All right, there, there, there's a book called Lies My History Teacher Told You. Get that book. Many of the things you were taught about history are absolute fraudulent. All right, and it's actually, actually, if you live in today's world, 
the way the media frames things and the way people frame things historically, you actually have to question everything about you, everything about what you learn about history, because previously this is who you learned history from. I mean, I see them frame events as absolutely farces, ridiculous. And they hide other events. And I'm sitting there like, what? You act like this didn't happen and this happened. And I know it didn't happen this way. And this is how you've been educated. So the Rockefeller Foundation and all of these foundations actually are the responsible for your, in, I mean, not education, but your indoctrination, right? They teach you what you need to learn. They are the ones who push for curriculums to be introduced. As you're seeing now, they have something called uh, critical race theory is what they're pushing. How are they pushing that out? Well, they have rich people who are part of foundations pushing these things into the school so that the teachers can teach it when many times it's fraudulent, right? So this is how you've been educated. This is why it's called the public school indoctrination camp, all right? Um, just go get a textbook now. Find your old textbook. Find out who the publisher is. Find out who's done all the research. It's in there. It'll show you. Many of these people had no idea um, or the research was pretty much agenda-driven, fraudulent, um, some of it true, misleading, leaning towards a certain agenda, leaning towards a certain angle to spin it historically. It's his story. Same thing with what they teach you and curriculums uh, based on what you should know. And they keep all the vital information from you. They don't teach you anything about marriage and marital contracts, the government contracts, social services, how to buy a house, how to qualify for a mortgage, how to balance your bank account, how to get, not get taken by banks, investment, stock exchange. Many people aren't privy to this information early in life. And you spend 12 and 13 years in school and you learn absolutely none of that. There's a reason why. <laughs> There's a reason why. I mean, how did I spend 13 years in school and I don't know that like the back of my hand? I should know all of these things like the back of my hand, right? That should, I should have been quizzed on that from third grade to 13th grade. But guess what? I might have been introduced to it on a lesson plan here and there, but I learned a lot of other shit or stuff that was absolutely useless to me only as a means to determine if I was good at it so that I can plug myself into society and say, this is what you do. Industrial revolution, right? This is the industrial revolution. They always mess that up. Industrial revolutionary based education. They want to see what you're going to be best used as an employee for. You're a cog. You're good at this. Plug in. You're a cog. You're good at that. Plug in. They're not trying to teach you how to survive and not make financial mistakes. If that was the case, why are so many of these people running around here with student loan debt? It would have been smart for them to know I wouldn't sign a contract like that at 18, but you did. And now all these people running around here with student loan debt. And do they care? Nope. Nope. They like keep going to work at one of these days. You'll pay it off. <laughs> and you ain't got no chance. You've got no chance. You ain't paying that shit off. You're going to be carrying that shit around like herpes. But many of you aren't even smart enough to figure that out. <laughs> yeah. And then you run around here. Well, the next president I elect is going to be the difference maker. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck with that, bro. Y'all better figure out your own life. Uh, anyway, shout out to Mr. EO. He says, I posted a comment on. Oh, Odebo on YouTube, please read. Oh, damn. By the time I get around to that, 
Can you copy and paste it? Can you copy and paste it? Somebody said, y'all remember Woodshop? I took Woodshop. Oh, do you guys know that that's an educational plan to get you into um, blue-collar work? They've taken all of that away, too. Uh, there was a time that, again, us people that grew up in the kids that could be left behind, they actually put you on the educational path to be blue-collar. And this isn't a negative, but many people didn't know they put you on that path. And many times they put minorities on this path and you didn't realize you weren't taking pre college prep classes. All right. And so your parents weren't involved in your educational uh, pursuits. By the time you got to high school, you went to register yourself. And then they put your ass in the wood shop, auto tech, uh, mechanical engineering, mechanical, mechanical drawing, uh, CAD programming. And they said, you're going to be you're going to be an auto mechanic. You know what I mean? You're going to be working in a shop. Now, it's good work, but uh, you could not transition. You could not transition that to a college prep or a college prep program. Which means if they put you on that path, then when you started applying for universities, you'd be getting rejected left and right. You'd be getting rejected and they put you on that path probably about eighth grade. So then they say, Oh, I'm going to apply for university. I want to go to college. And then you start looking at the classes you have and you're missing a year of English. You're missing a year of science. You're missing a year of history. And they're like, you can't go to this school. <laughs> go to the community college or go to a uh, trade school, right? This is what they used to do to you. Sometimes they, they probably still do that now, but they find a way to cover it. But what they do now is instead of putting you on that path because they've taken Woodshop out, they've taken Auto Tech out, they've taken most of the tech classes out, like the hands-on tech, and then they put everybody in what they call mainstream classes, which you're doing college prep, but then the 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 accelerated students are doing advanced placement and honors. So they've taken out physical education, they've taken out music and band, they've taken out tech. So you're doing mainstream college prep, but the accelerated students are now doing advanced placement and honors. So then you go in and say, I want to go to UCLA. And then you got a 3.6. Well, the honors students and the advanced placement students have a 4.4 GPA. <laughs> a 4.4 GPA. So somebody said JUCO is still good. Yeah, it's still good. Most people don't transfer out of JUCO, by the way. Most people get sucked in and become a, a laborer or they get sucked in and become the manager of Subway. And they take four years of junior college and never do nothing. So some people do do well in junior college. I did well in junior college and I transferred out to a university. But most people get stuck because then they start, as a junior college person, you start working a job and you start making a little bit of money. You're like, damn, I'm the manager at Subway. I'm making it. And you start buying cars and running your credit up and then you get distracted, not taking classes and then you just settle. You're like, oh, I'll just stay here in life. Well, that's good when you're 24, manager of Subway. But when you turn 32, <laughs> and you're still the manager at Subway, you're stuck, all right? You're stuck in life. So um, what are we doing here? Shout out to, but oh, you wanted me to tell you a comment here. <laughs> yeah, you start financing cards and leveraging credit, and now you're bankrupt by 26, 29 because Subway, Subway, or, or now, oh, there was a video of a, uh, OnlyFans were at college campus hiring fairs. I meant to show that yesterday. 
they're actually on college campuses. I'll show that here once I get done with these comments and I have to have an appointment at 7.30 West Coast time. Freddie Sim, oh, hold on for a second. We'll come back to that. <laughs> Cam says, nothing is free if it is possibly an experiment. <laughs> I mean, we can put that across any board here. There are experiments. Every, matter of fact, everything about just about everything that is done is pretty much experimental. You're, you're part of an experiment. I'm. This is my opinion. Almost just about everything. When you punch your, when you go to a, um, when you go to a fast food kiosk and you punch your menu in, they probably see how long it takes for you to punch the menu in, um, how good the pictures are displayed. They give you a little survey at the end. How did you like this experience? You go on an app, radar app. They see how long you stay on it, how fast you do the order, how fast the order came out, how how you like the process. Everything's being gathered. All the data's being gathered on everything you do. Everything you do. You, you pull up your prawn, data's being gathered. Because we're in a gathered, yeah, data, 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 data. We're in a data gathering place in which they want to improve the process and keep you on their app or on their ordering Uber Eats. They probably gather, like Uber Eats, you go on Uber Eats, they suggest all your money. Go to your favorite places. Your locations is crazy. You are the product. You are the commodity. You are it. And if you want to live off grid, it's damn near impossible now because you you have a phone full of free apps. Uh, Doxy Trash says, ye or yay, got a junior college girl, 23, white woman now. Mm. Shout out to yay, 23. Uh, no drift says Deshaun should have uh called a straight up pro, <laughs> dude. But a lot of guys don't like to deal with pros because they believe, um, and I used to hold on to this belief that the pro is going to be insincere about the experience. Now, you'll learn that that's not necessarily true, not all the time. Sometimes, like I've heard people explain it, I want her soul. Um, many men want to believe that they're getting a fresh woman, a fresh turnout, and that this man has earned his experience with the woman somehow other than the money. So he feels better about it. She actually likes me. He actually likes me. And then that that person is going to like the experience. Many times that that could happen. Many times not. You've had some insincere experiences, especially married men. Married men probably have the most insincere sex possible after the third year after year three many times you've interacted with your wife has been through duty or pity or because you continue to pay the bills and she says well i gotta give them a little something ask her to get sloppy with it she's like no nah, i don't want to get sloppy with it so much of your sex as a married man has been probably the experience that you believe you would have with a professional but a professional is there to please you. And they're also there as to keep you as a repeat customer. <laughs> they want to see you on their client list. This is all allegedly. So why would they just lay there like a Carl's Jr. star? Why would they not perform for you? Why would they not make you believe that this is a, a thrilling experience? <laughs> they want you to come back. 
They want you to. So why would they just lay there? Why would they not give you their soul? Why would they not get sloppy? This is the things that you have to understand. And once you experience it, then you get a better idea. But if you don't experience it and then you say, well, I know, well, you don't really know. This is all alleged. And these aren't things that I'm telling you. I'm just think, giving you a different way to think. And not only that, I'll say this. Most of these people have an incentive to thrill you and to keep their body safe if you're going with an extreme professional. They don't have a need to be reckless with their bodies. You know who's reckless with their bodies? Normies. You're probably liable to, now I'm talking about a professional professional, not a streetwalker. You'll probably be more likely to pick up an STD from a normie woman than you would a professional. And the reason why is because the professional probably is incentivized to stay healthy. A normie woman is not. She's probably going to say, I can't believe you gave me an STD or an STDI. She's going to blame you for giving it to her. Or she's going to ghost you after she gave you some peace leave. And you wonder why she ghosted you. Then the next week, you drip dripping like a hot faucet. And you pissing out razor blades. All right, so this is all a legend, by the way. The normies carry the majority of these STIs. And they don't have an incentive to be healthy, as healthy as the professional. So it's <laughs> many times they're like, what? Many times you'll find that a normie has been with two, three. Like, remember the Kobe Bryant situation? You remember the Kobe Bryant situation? So the Kobe Bryant could have had a professional. He didn't. He picked a normie. He picked a normie and he picked somebody who he thought was a fresh turnout. But then when they did the DNA of her panties, because she turned her panties in, she had three men's DNA in them panties, in, this, in, in one pair. So you're thinking you're getting a woman that's giving you her soul, but she already then gave that soul away, potentially. That night, that day, earlier that day, later that previous night, after you, somebody said it was five men. And then she tried to say, well, I have I had to rush to the police station. So I grabbed some old panties out of the uh, out of the uh, linen, out of the dirty clothes. You still have five men's in your in your panties. You still have five men. Somebody said it's six. The number's going up, <laughs> right? The number's going up. But with that being said, think about this. A lot of what you think as a man is happening. You're thinking you're getting somebody who's not reckless who's not uh, who's treating herself very healthily and safely. And she could have came right back from Tyrone's house and then ended up with you. And that happens a lot. Gentlemen, look at what happened to trouble. The rapper, this things happen a lot, but in your mind, you think, Oh, I, this is why I don't advise cold approach. This is why I laugh at cold approach guys. I'm like, you approach a hundred women, the three that laid down with you. Eventually they were, they were probably going to lay down with anybody. And they probably did lay down with somebody. And they just probably just enjoy the experience and the euphoria of giving you a piece of peace leave. You didn't earn nothing. You didn't do nothing. She was going to lie down with somebody and she lied down with you. What did you win? You got lied down with a drunk skeezer. And <laughs> she wanted to do that and you just nominated yourself. You earned nothing. She was like, okay, you're an easy one. Good. Come on. <laughs> Good. You nominated yourself. I was going to pick somebody. Here you are. Those are the ones that you turn over into wins. 
Those aren't wins many times. Those are L's. And drunk sex is absolutely deplorable. Anybody been with some drunk bar skis? Tragic. The experience is tragic. The post experience is tragic. She smelled like cigarettes and, and, and old liquor and uh, fireballs. And she's sloppy. She drooling all on your bed pillow. You look at her at the end of the day, her makeup then ran and smeared off. She got glitter all over the side of your face, your pillowcase full of caked up makeup. Who wants that? Breath stinking. <laughs> you like, and these people running around here, this is the best way to get it, guys. Go ahead and out there and go do it. And had the nerve to run out here talking about somebody else. All right, come on. And she's snoring. She farting in the middle of the thing, three in the morning. She pooping. Then she wake up. What have I done? What have I done? Where's my shoes? Where's my bra? Where's the, what is this? Who are you? I always end up in this situation. This is the 28,000th time. This is the 5th, 11th time that I ended up in this situation. And you going, 5th, 11? You done this the 5th, 11th time? She get off her antidepressants. She go crazy and berserk. She try to kiss you with her stinking ass breath after she done swallowed your kids. You like, man, would you get this woman out of here? <laughs> she got to do the walk of shame, all drunk, makeup, walking around with hooker heels in the middle of the 6.30 in the morning. Oh, guys, you guys are winning. All right. All right. You guys won that one. And I guarantee you, you got her soul. <laughs> I don't diss fresh when I say that, but it was just funny the way he said it. Uh, yeah, you guys won that one. Yeah. Uh, this is what she's doing. <laughs> go, 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 go. Get it, get it. She wake up every weekend to go finesse dudes out of drinks. And then end up in the bathroom like Hi girl, Josie. I love Josie. <laughs> Josie's so drunk, but I love it. <gasps> Josie! <laughs> Josie, are you? Oh boy. Oh, I don't miss those days. I should give a sponsorship to uh Porgy Jr. We'll give Porgy Jr. Sorry, man. Appreciate y'all. These are sponsorships, co-sponsorships. And then we'll give um what happened? Porgy Jr., appreciate you for being here. Wiz Division Productions. Uh, shout, out, shout out to you. I'll give you one, too. And then last one. It's going to be, uh, you know, I'm working on the names here. Pac-Man Jones says here for the double hitter running this night shift tonight. Showing love, but wanted to say this. When you're financially in a great place, I'm not going to lie. It's harder for me to go into work when you want check, when one check pays you 90%. When one check pays for 90% of my family living, and he says it's a struggle when you already make quota for the month, keep the message alive. Oh, I see what you mean. Oh, man. One check pays for 90% of my family's living. Whoa. Wow. All right. Appreciate you for that one. Shout out to Pac-Man Jones on the night shift. Working on the night shift. Let me check the cash app, and then I'm going to be out here um, in a second. Let me make sure I got everybody. Um, for the people who want me to read comments, that's going to be a little tough for me. Like if you super chat me and say I have a comment, it's going to be tough because sometimes I have to go back and there's a lot of things going on in the chat. And then also your name is different many times, many times. So then, I mean, it's really small for me to find a specific comment. Shout out to the ladies. Shout out to the feet picture gang out here. 
And uh, we'll be back tomorrow. What is tomorrow? Thursday? Yeah, we'll be back tomorrow for show. Shout out to everybody, man. Let's end out on some shuffling. I can do some shuffling, too. Look out, man. What you going to do? Look out, boys. It's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man.